No, we were going to do something completely different today. So, um, Today's going to be a day of just testimonies. Um, we're going to start with the youth that went up to winter camp. And there was a group of us that went to winter camp, and there was a group of us that went down to Amari Marilla Crusade. And... Uh, green now. <laughs> so I just, this morning, um, getting ready and knowing what's going on this morning, I was really excited. I feel momentum. And so I'm speaking momentum over this body right now in the name of Jesus. And it starts with youth. It starts with kids. It starts, I never thought ever that I would be picked to do a job like this. But I said, yes, Lord, and here we are. So I just want to just declare freedom and life over our kids, families, new families. Let's bring them in. We have something special here. And I think everybody needs to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. So whatever's going on, God knows. And if you're resonating with this in your heart, be praying because we need more of his life. And life comes with new and out of comfort zone. Whew. All right. Well, this morning I wanted to share first off kickoff. We did. We went to a fall retreat and uh, the Azalea Glen group up there is just amazing. And um, they bring in some great speakers. Um, whew, where do I begin? We went up for Veterans Weekend. So it was like a full four day weekend. And we took advantage of Thursday night all the way to Sunday afternoon being together, and um, there was a good group of kids, um, teenagers, mainly high school. Um, but what happened there was, the theme was surrender. I have my shirt on here. And this was the other part of it. I can't even remember all what it says, but if, <laughs> like his way, not our way, is the only way. That was the whole premise of this retreat was just to surrender and it was on every level whatever level we have a lot to surrender to him and it's even just in our day-to-day -day thinking we have to surrender it to him so these um young people got together they enjoyed you know of course the food <laughs> but but also just fellowship with one another and um, we had some great a great speaker his name's jared and um he's just a fireball and he imparted and he, you know, shared a lot of really good and hard words, too, with the kids, challenging ones. So, well, 
I get the kids that wanted to share, come up and just wait up here. I'm going to share just a little recap of what happened with our family or with our fall retreat. And so we've got a little slideshow for you guys. videoing a uh, worship, one of the worship times, and um, I used the vocals for that last part. So that was actually the kids singing at the retreat, and it was just awesome. So I got some, and this was the crazy thing. I had a van full, and it was all boys, like for the first time in a very long time. So our young men are rising up, and I just want to, yeah. <laughs> These guys are awesome. So who wants to share first? Juno. All right. Come on, Juno. So for you guys that don't know, this is Juno and his cousin Lace. Lace with the cool shoes. These boys live right there. Right there. And so it's really convenient for them to come. But, I mean, these guys are awesome. These boys are amazing. So I'm going to just let Juno share. Um, one thing that I thought was cool about church, because, like, I've never really had, like, good friends, you know, until, like, the first time I went to camp. And it was awesome to, like, be a part of, like, their praise and stuff and worship with them in healing people. Because um, the last day, or even throughout, like, the whole time we were there, it was just healing people and stuff. And it was, like, it was awesome. I thought that was pretty cool. Just a side note with Juno, um, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but the morning session when everybody was getting words, do you mind if I share that part? So um, Jared was really um, trying to be uh, 
bring the word alive in what we read and, and um, the part about, you know, if somebody has a spiritual tongue, there would be an interpretation for it. And, uh, you know, we really don't see that a whole lot. <laughs> doesn't mean it doesn't work or exist or whatever, but we're just not exercising that, uh, you know, it's to where we're comfortable with it. So he's like, so this is what we're going to do. And he was scared <laughs> because he was like, that was the Lord, what the Lord was telling him to do. And he's like, someone in this room has a word and someone has an interpretation. So we went through that and that turned out pretty cool. The other part was, he's like, so let's take words. If anybody's feeling a word for someone, we're not going to put a name or a face to this person. That way it kind of helped it be like not biased. So he said, so we have person A and I want you to hear what the Lord is saying for person A. We didn't know what was going on. We're like, uh, okay. So words were getting shared and it literally went around the room. Literally went around the room and the kids were like catching on and it was catching and anyways, and he's like, so at the end, he's like, so all those words you got were for Juno. And it just, it really impacted you in that moment because you weren't thinking that this was, you know, anything about you, right? And it was so cool. And so what had happened was is, uh, Jared had gotten a word from the Lord that he wanted late or Juno to be the, the person to receive words without a face or a name so that they were pure. So it was really awesome. And all the kids were to write them down and give them to Juno. So he has you know, a bunch of promises and just awesomeness that God has for him. So pretty cool. All right, Lace. Um, I would have to say that the, the really, the part of camp that really got to me was, um, I've had a lot of problems with my father in, in life, like since I left, because I, I left Mississippi when I was nine years old. And like he said, I've never really had I've never really had a lot of friends either because we've always lived together the whole time after we left. No, no like true friends, more like acquaintances. And so when we were at camp, I really got to cope with, you know, like my dad's not here. After, like he's back home and I don't really know what he's up to, but just kind of I coped with rejectment, I would have to say, the feeling of rejectment. So just having those friends and the boys around and all the people and everyone there cared and care what you have to say and it was just it was really cool so yeah Thank you, who's next jp okay jp i met this summer just out of the blue he's one of john's boys and uh he was shyer than shy i didn't even know the boy could speak <laughs> but by the end of that camp he was speaking but this camp, this was the, like, the comedian of the group. He was hilarious. So, JP, share. All right. So, uh, I really just enjoyed the people at the camp and everybody there. And just like, like Juno and Lay said, like, the healing and the presence of God that was always in the room. And also, the food was really good. So, uh, <laughs> um, I also enjoyed, like, um, just uh, Jared, he came from, uh, I think it was Karis Bible College. He had really good words uh, for us to hear, and he challenged us. And for the men, for the like the boys in the group, we had this panel thing where, like, um, Jeremy, Jared, and Nate 
uh, sat up there and they like uh, there was like a panel, like a talk show or whatever. Anyways, we had, we asked them questions and like they talked to us about God and just like what He has in store for us and our plan and just that. And then uh, I think it was um, Sunday morning or Saturday night we went to church and um, Pastor Dan, the church there, he had he said if anyone has a word they like to share or like a word from God, um, you can go up there and share. And so I felt like, I don't know, I felt like there was, like, something calling me up to go up there and share. And so um, I did, and I went up, and I shared, I think it was uh, a Psalm of David. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but it said something like, um, I think it was, like, praising God for he's, like, the rock or something like that. I don't know. It was something like, um, I don't remember exactly which one it was, but... It was just in the moment, and I felt the need to go up there and share, and so I did, and then, you know, I just shared. Uh, uh, yeah. I got a picture of JP up there on that night that he shared, and it was like I was seeing an evangelist, a pastor, revivalist, like I don't know, but God knows, and he knows what's going on in the hearts of these young men. So, all right, this is Joe. So, that camp was something else. I don't have enough words to explain that camp, because every time, every moment at that camp, I swear you could feel the Lord. Every, pre- every moment at the camp. But I would like to explain about Jared. So, he was from Michigan, and he was explaining about his story. And so, he always wanted to be a pilot in the military. And so... As he was about, like, a few days before he's about to get into the military, the Lord spoke to him for the very first time. And he told him, he told him that if he wanted his kingdom not to go in the military. And so he called up his person, the guy who was going to get him in the military, and he said he didn't want to go in the military. And that really, that really pissed him off. <laughs> and... Uh, it really spoke to me when he told me about that because he, like, gave away everything for the Lord, and it was a big surrender. Um, but it was really something else. And um, other than that, there was only one moment at that church that really gave me something. And Jared pointed me out when we were uh, doing ministry up at the upstairs of the camp. And he told me to speak about the Lord, if the Lord was giving me anything. And the Lord showed me uh, like a young buck during spring eating leaves off a tree. And he told me to say what that means. And I said, uh, other than spring, I said, for new beginnings, new hope, and uh, new friends. And it was something that was pointed towards me, but to me it was pointed towards uh, like all of us there, all the children there, like new beginnings for all of us when we were at that camp. So I have a feeling that camp was really special to all of us. Thank you.
You know, a lot of times we go to retreats and we get fired up or any retreat and it's like we're fired up, ready to go, and then life kind of settles in and we start to lose our light or our passion or the things, even even things that we were told there that, you know, really stir stir us up. But we, we just tend to do that as, as humans. I see you all shaking your heads because you all know. <laughs> and it's just something that happens, but... We have to fuel it up within ourselves. We have to encourage one another and, and stir it up and fan the flames. And I think that's just um, just our daily mission. So um, be praying for these guys. Be praying for um, just more youth to come and, and just the, these young men here and our young women who are too shy to share, um, that, you know, they they do feel that boldness and the courage to rise up to speak those things that the Lord is speaking to them. These guys are learning how to hear the voice of the Lord. So as they learn, then they're speaking it out, and it's risky. It gets risky, but that's what faith is, right? So um, anyways, thank you for letting us share. Oh, hold on. I know in this room we have a lot of prophetic people who operate in the gift of prophecy, the gift of the prophetic. And I believe that there are some words in this room right now for these young men and the young ladies to hear. So let's just take a moment and wait on the Lord and just see what God would speak to them. Okay? So let's just wait a moment. Let that sink into your heart. And if you have a word, just raise your hand. Let's make these real quick. And I want to bless all of these young people. Could we get everyone who went to the youth camp uh, to come up here? Just come up here and line the front. Kelsey, you know who they are. Round them up. It's been on my heart lately for young people. In the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. And there was a tree. And in that tree was the devil. And they listened to it. As you guys grow up, there's going to be a lot of trees in front of you. Don't listen to it. Listen to the book. That's what it's for. That's good. It's to warn you. <clears throat> and you guys are old enough to know when the tree shows up. So deny it and just start talking to the Lord. That's a really good word, Dan. Young people today do not need dog and pony shows. They need to hear from the Spirit of God. Tony? Today is the day if you hear the voice of the Lord, don't harden your hearts. 
every day, today <clears throat> is the day. Today is the day. Stay current. Keep stirring up those words. It's our job to keep those testimonies that he's given us. And when we do that, he'll bring them to remembrance, and there'll always be more. Tony, head. Seek first the kingdom of God, and the Lord will prove himself to you. That's You're going to have people, <clears throat> school, they're going to, well, what proof, dee, 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 dee. And you're going to share testimony and say, I sought, you know, I sought the Lord first, and here's what he did. So... Wow, my voice sounds weird. <laughs> um, I saw a kingdom of priests in you men coming up. Like, it was so strong. You guys are priests, and he's training you how to priest, as a verb, how to priest to the Lord. He's training you up from an, a young age, and it is preservation, and it's beautiful, and he's marked you all. And one quick more thing is when, when a while back, a couple months back, um, Doug called up the youth and we walked through and you guys prayed for us. And he gave me a vision back then of you all and Joe. It was, you had a ponytail, right? Ponytail? Yes. He was marking you to me and um, Hannah also. Whoa. Um, I walked through and I didn't really expect much, but what I heard was a cry in your guys' heart for what you want to see manifested on earth. And it was future you. <laughs> it was y'all when you were 30 and 40 and 50 and 60, older you. And um, so I just, even in this moment, I see a kingdom of priests, men and women, and he's marking your lives. And it means something to him that you would give him your yes. It means something to him. And it honors him because you're choosing him back. That's it. Bless each of you young men and women. Love you. I got the word breaking, and I believe it's um, old habits, old things that were a part of your life are being broken off. The branches are breaking off, and this, that weekend is a part of it. And then the newness is coming. The new shoots are coming in. So feed those new shoots. That's from the Lord. Um, I see an earthquake coming. And it's not the one that we think of when the actual earth shakes, but you guys have given your yes. As Tamara was saying, you've given your yes. And every time you give your yes, the earth shakes a little bit more. Because, see, Satan is afraid of what your potential is. And if everyone continues to say yes to Jesus, the earthquake is going to get larger and larger because he is losing territory. And your job, your commission is to make sure that Satan loses territory on this planet because you have great exploits 
that are birthed within you, those shoots that Don was talking about. These are great exploits that if you say yes, yes to this, Good. that your earthquake, every time you step a foot forward, there is going to be an impact for the kingdom of God. So make your yes sure and shake this earth. Amen. We need you. Amen. There's no lack of words for this next generation. I just, when I look at you guys, I just saw the word love. And um, the world seems incredibly confused about love right now. Uh, lots of different definitions. God is love. When you encounter him, you have a direct and personal encounter with the, the embodiment, the reality of love. He's given that to you guys as a gift that you could give away. And when you receive that pure, perfect love from God, that is the greatest thing you can give to anyone on the planet. And, you're, and he's going to commission you guys to do that. God is so proud of you. I'm telling you, God is so proud of you guys. Hey, you guys are mover and shakers of the kingdom. And I'm telling you, when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil, for God is with you. You are under the shadow of the Almighty. And I'm telling you guys, many are called, few are chosen. You guys are answering to the call. You are a chosen one. And I'm telling you, when you guys read the word, you see it, read it, and believe it. God is on the move for you. Bless you guys. You guys are my brothers and sisters. You guys are mighty warriors. Mighty warriors. Amen. <laughs> this has been a season of uh, encounters. And you guys just had an encounter together as a corporate. Individually seek him. And you're each individually going to have encounters with God. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. And the angelic. And you're going to have individual personal encounters that's going to encourage your lives and grow you so in your own time in your secret time spend time with him and watch what he does okay one more if you guys have words you can write them down yeah you can write them down i see 11 disciples up there so all you need to do is just follow Jesus, and if you need Jesus, just don't forget to ask for his help, because you're going to need it. Just remember to reach out, and uh, he'll be there for you. Holy Spirit will be with you. That's good. Just like the Saul said. That's good. Thank you. If you guys are getting words, write them down and give them to me, and we'll share them on our next youth night. Could we have the leaders, you know who you are, come up here. We're going to lay hands on these young people. Thank you, Father. Leaders, just begin to release grace on them. Just pray over them. Mm. Thank you, God. Father, we say yes and amen to your plans. We say yes and amen to the purposes that you have for these young and tender hearts. Father, we just pray that the synergy that's created by them coming together and walking in unity, 
is just going to be so over the top that they will become that sign that makes people wonder. People will look at them and go, it, what? what? It, it can be done? Yes, it can be done. Thank you, God. Father, we just pray that signs and wonders would accompany everything that they do, that they would be able to preach the gospel with boldness. They wouldn't compromise. They wouldn't hold back. They would not be afraid. They would be filled with courage and boldness like they have never, never known before, God. Mm. And Father, just like Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, God, they were young men that understood the times. Father, I just see you downloading wisdom into these young and tender hearts that's going to help them understand the times and give them the ability to navigate these waters with incredible clarity and call forth and bring forth your truth, God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Who has the mic over here? Leaders, I know you guys got some. Thank you. The Lord would kept highlighting the word friendship that several of the boys spoke about. And you guys need to bind together in deep, deep, strong friendship so that you have each other's backs when That's the times good. get hard. Band of brothers, yes. Band of brothers and sisters, yes. 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 Remember who your friends are in this group and the new ones coming in and rely on each other. Yeah, it's, uh, I heard this saying a while ago. It's, it says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yes. So make sure that you surround yourself with good people. And you know, you know how to weed out the ones that are going to build you up versus tear you down. So, Father God, I just pray a hedge of protection over these kids in Jesus' name. Lord, that they will see the enemy coming. They will have eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, open up their eyes, open up their ears. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's good. Amen. <clears throat> wow. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you for letting us pray over you and for you. I want to, this, this is a generation that is with us now that is the generation of tomorrow. But they're with us now. We had a team that went down to Mario Murillo Crusade, and I'll tell you, I'm so undone by what happened at that crusade. Mario uh, has a huge, is a huge, and I got, to, I got to talk to him. I haven't seen Mario in over 40-some years, and I got to, to talk to Mario and thank him for just the anointing that he released on our family. It, it wasn't him, it was the power of God through him, but he was bold enough and courageous enough to stand up and give that word. So many of you are carrying words that are born in heaven and you just don't have the courage to share them. You need to be speaking those words that are gonna release the dunamis power of God, that's gonna set the captives free, that's gonna help people be able to walk out of 
all the bondage and torture they've been in forever. You have those words within you. God has laid those words on your heart. And I'm telling you, I, I'm, it, I just thanked him for that. And, and, and he gave me a big hug. And, and uh, I don't know if he really remembered me or not. Man, you remember how many thousands of people that man's run into? But I'll tell you, night after night in this tent, I, I don't know how many people, Tony, do you think were in that tent? 3,000. 3, Every night, hundreds and hundreds of people came to Jesus. Not just tens and twenties, hundreds and hundreds of people came to Jesus. And all mixed in throughout that was people being healed. Mario just has this anointing where he, you know, he, he, in the summer of 62, you were hit by a 68 Corvette and it hit your, I mean, he just rattles off the information and these people are blown away. And he said, if it's true, shake your head or raise your hand. And everyone's going, that was me. And he calls them out. And we saw a lady that she was crippled up. She, she got up and she ran around the tent inside. Yes. Lady who could hardly move. We saw people being set free from cancer. His whole premise was California. That's what he was at. He's in Roseville. It was for California. He's really fighting for California because he feels it's, it's kind of like the epicenter of where all the evil is coming from. <clears throat> and if you trace it back, that's where the Jesus movement started, right out of California. And that's where it all rolled in originally when all the Haight-Ashbury days started, right? It all started there. And that's his premise. And he made, no, he made no bones about calling out Pelosi and Gavin Newsom. But he did say, it's not them. It's the evil behind them. That's what we're going after. And with boldness and courage, man, he was calling it out. He was not throwing rocks at them personally, but he was throwing rocks at the evil that's behind them. And man, what a courageous man. And he had Lance Wallenau shared, and, and I, I don't know where your opinions are on these guys, but, you know, I just wrote a few notes, and then I want to have a team come up here that was down there. You know, I just, I just know that declaring the words that God has laid on our hearts to share is going to take courage. And that courage was released on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit showed up, he empowered us to speak with incredible boldness the words that I believe are going to change people's lives. Unfortunately, I think much of what is preached today is preached without boldness. I think truth is today, most of the sermons that are preached out of the pulpits on any given Sunday, Jesus would have never had to have been crucified. Think about that for a moment. They're just feel-good sermons. They're sermons that won't offend the masses. They're sermons that won't offend people because we don't want to lose those tithing members or those board members, get them all wonky and crazy on us. So we've got to be polite and kind and gentle. But listen, in Mark 16, 19, it says, And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the words that they were speaking through the accompanying of signs and wonders. This is Mario, was Mario's premise is that we need to be speaking the gospel, the true hardcore gospel, and watch the signs and wonders follow. We cannot preach a gospel that's watered down or a hybrid gospel that'll fit this little personality or that little person. I'm sick of all that. I'm telling you, 
Much of what's being presently taught and confessed in the church, I wrote, can be, accompanied, can be accomplished apart from God because most of what's being preached appeals to just human talent and skill. Again, warm and fuzzy, kind, little simple messages. <clears throat> I'm not that guy. And it was really good to hear Mario share along those lines because this has been my heart and my passion for a long time. You know me. I'm just not that guy. If you want warm and fuzzy... I'm not your pastor. That's right. if, if you want the real gospel and you want to see signs and wonders, then I'm here to walk with you. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> I also wrote here, whatever we can do for God is important, but it's secondary to what we've been called to do. We have been called to do the impossible. We have been called to do the impossible. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do the impossible, but with the Holy Spirit, we can. We are called to set the captives free. Young people, that's what you're called to do, to set the captives free. You're called to lay hands on the sick. You're also called, as Danny and I talked about, listen to this, you're here to bend the laws of physics. Think about that. When you pray for the sick, and they're healed. What did you just do? You just bent the laws of physics. When Jesus walked on water, something had to give so that he could walk on water. He bent the laws of physics. We're not all called to walk on water. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there is extraordinary things that God wants us to do that's going to require faith beyond our wildest dreams. And it's going to take courage to get us there. You know, the ability to rally people, the people of God together, I wrote, and to work hard to accomplish a project for the Lord will never satisfy our inner longing. Trust me, if you're spirit-filled, none of that, projects, all that stuff, and accomplishing that will never satisfy that inner longing in our heart to see impossibilities bend their knees to the name of Jesus. Did you catch that? I am a preacher that wants to see impossibilities bend at the name of Jesus. Sanders has cancer. I want to see cancer bend at the name of Jesus. We have broken people all over this community. I want to see them healed in the name of Jesus. I want to see their lives and all the, all the forces of evil that are around them bend to the name of Jesus. I believe that we're in a moment where God is stirring up courage. Yes. Courage means to take heart. In Acts 4, 29, verses 29 and 30, Peter had just gotten out of prison. Mario spoke along these lines in several different ways, and so did Lance. But here's what I got out of it. Peter had just gotten out of prison. He had suffered persecution for the name of Jesus. And they drilled and grilled those guys and said, you know, he did heal this guy, but we can't do anything because, you know. And then they, so they scolded him really hard. How many of you are being sick you're sick and tired of being scolded and told what you can and cannot do. It's just going to keep coming if we don't stand up and say enough's enough and preach the gospel with boldness. I should get a big amen. amen. <clears throat> I feel like getting all Pentecostal in here. <clears throat> Yet here's, here's Peter just out of prison. And what's he do? Instead of going, yeah, you're right, guys. I, I'm sorry I offended you. I'm sorry I preached something. I stepped on your toes. I made you feel bad. I'll take my football and go home. No, he didn't do that. He took it up a notch. Yeah. What did he, he, he does this. He said, Lord, 
Please take note of their threats and grant that your bondservant could preach your word with all boldness. <clears throat> so the very thing that got him into trouble, he's praying for more of. I want more boldness, God. Let me at him. I'm going after him. And that's what he did. Gosh, the Lord is looking for a word, guys, that is born in courage. So much courage and so much oh, zeal that God goes, you know what? I'm showing up. I'm going to back that word. I'm going to show up. And God comes and he backs up that word. And we see somebody healed or we see captives set free. That's what we're called to do. This is not a spectator sport, guys. You're called to get into the game. You're not here to sit in the pew and listen to warm and fuzzies all day long. You're here to get energized. And the synergy of all of us loving and encouraging one another should light our pants on fire when we go out into the community because we have purpose. And that's to compel them to come to Jesus. So I wrote, may the Lord give us a word or words that confront the powers of darkness and release heaven on earth. Words that will launch people into their God-born destinies. Most of you carry a word. Some of those words need to be spoken to people that will launch them into their God-given destinies. Young people this morning, you heard words. These words will launch you into your God-given destinies if you'll wrap your heart around them. Amen? We are a people chosen by God to declare what the Lord is saying. And we are called to release his presence all over the earth. He's chosen us. There is no plan B. It's us. That's how big this is, guys. It's so much bigger than just, I go to church, I feel good, I go home. And you're called to change the world. And God wants to do it through every one of us. Man, I'm just a, a one-armed farm boy from Sunny Valley, Oregon, and God used me and if God can use me, he can use you, and he wants to use you. And if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> man, God will empower you to do more and more for his kingdom. And I'm telling you, it works like this. The more you trust God, you take a step, you step out. Okay, I'm going to step out. And you speak the word, God goes, hmm, let's give them more. And then we get more. And then we get more. And pretty soon we're walking into the very thing that God has called us to. Let's have the team that went to Mario Murillo conference come on up here real quick. This was an amazing, amazing moment. <clears throat> we had a lot of things that hindered us from feeling like I caught the plague to uh, all kinds of other stuff going on. A lot of warfare getting there, but I'm telling you, it was over the top. And Bob, thank you. Release the thunder. <laughs> uh, okay, I can do this. <laughs> um, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I had no preconceived ideas what it was going to be like. Um, I years ago in the early '70s, I was at a Mario Marillo. Um, event in Berkeley, California. It was right after I had gotten saved. He was having this meeting and he called everybody up that wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I went up with several hundred other people. Didn't get filled at that moment, but 
that was my first introduction to Mario. I don't even remember what he said. But this time, um, going down as a volunteer, I think was even more amazing than if I had gone down there just to be at the conference. Because you got to be doing the nuts and bolts. Yeah. And it was like, the way we felt, it was like a, um, a family reunion. I felt like it was a taste of heaven because even though we didn't know their names, we knew them. They were family. And to see the Holy Spirit move the way, the way he did was incredible. Um, Mario is, is a very humble person. He wants yeah. to make sure that people don't look at him. Right. He says, don't look at me. It's not me, it's God. And God just gave him all the information and he called it out and people responded to it and they got healed. So it was awesome. Good. Well, <clears throat> my biggest takeaway, there was a lot going on was there were a thousand volunteers that came from all over the United States to be there and you just saw Jesus in them. They were so happy to be there to serve. And they were just so loving. The love of God in them was so strong. And we just, uh, we were ushers. And we really didn't have much work to do while we were there. I mean, there was people in the parking lot, people at the toilets, at the porta potties, people driving people to the tent because it was a, a walk. But no matter what those volunteers were doing, they were filled with so much love. They, we just stopped and talked. We got to know so many people, and the love of God in them was just amazing. And that's what our take was when we left: was the love that we felt, the young people. The staff that work with Mario, they had no ego at all about working with Mario. They were humble and full of joy and love, and they were just wonderful to work with. And uh, we had a couple of things happen to us when we left. Uh, can I share a little testimony? Sure. Okay, well, we left a night early, and it was cold at night in the tent, it was freezing. They had heaters, but they didn't get the whole tent. So I was sitting there, I was pretty, I was cold that night, I was still cold, and I get this, and we weren't eating whole meals there, we brought snack food the whole, for the whole week, and I had this urge for soup, <laughs> for hot soup and salad, and I thought, I'm, we're going to Olive Garden right now. <laughs> and so church, the meeting was not over. I said, Bob, we're, we're going a few minutes early so we can beat the parking. There were thousands of cars there. It was, it took at least 20 minutes to 30 minutes to get out of there. So we leave early and we go to Olive Garden at nine o'clock and we're the last ones in. So they're cleaning up, getting ready to close at 10. And this little waitress comes over and she goes, She's waiting on us. She says, what's the occasion? And Bob and I look at each other, and we look at her. We, we start telling her. Bob told her, well, we're here for a revival, a tent meeting. 
with Mario Marillo. Well, she, you know, most of the young people I talked to in town when we were there never heard of a revival. They never heard of a tent meeting. So it would be your first door open to explaining to them about Jesus. So we started talking to her about it, what it was. She said, well, that's cool. And I said, well, it's all about God, you know, Jesus, meeting Jesus. Well, she just started pouring her heart out to us. She just started talking about what COVID did to her and how she had to sell her home. And oh. it just, she was broken. She said, I went into a black hole. And she just kept saying, do you know what I mean? You know, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I don't know why I'm telling you all this. And she, she said, I'll be back. I'll be back. You guys eat. She'd come back and she'd go, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. So we were able to talk to her about the Lord. She didn't want to leave us. We were leaving. It was closing as she, she had to clock out. She said, you know, you were meant to be here tonight wow. because I wasn't going to work. They asked me to work overtime tonight. And we were supposed to meet. And I just hugged her. I didn't want to let go of her. We were hugging. And she said, you're Bob and you're Barb from Oregon. She said, are you going to come back and see me? <laughs> and I said, oh, no. She so told us. Good. She made sure she, <clears throat> that we got her name. And she said, call me here. Call me. I'll be working here because I want to see you in two years. <laughs> and so anyway, it was, it was so awesome. The glory of the Lord followed us home. Bob and I, all day, when we drove home, we felt the glory. And people are on fire. Yes. I want you to know there's yes. lots of people out there in the United States that are on fire. God is yes. moving. And yes. they came yes. there on fire, yes. already burning with desire. And the intercessors walked around praying and praying and praying. And that's the takeaway right. that I got was meeting the other Christians that God is moving on. Yeah. Clear from the East Coast to the West Coast. Doug, Doug pulled a little stunt at the restaurant we went to also. It was, gr it was great. The, the lady just started crying. And it, was, it was God. Um, Tuesday, uh, Lance Walnow preached in the morning. <clears throat> Him and Mario, they kind of seemed like the odd couple. But they teamed up. I've never heard him preach like that before in my lifetime. And I, we've followed Lance Wall now pretty, pretty much. Here's the thing. What, one of the major things he said was you need, because I remember what the young people said. He said, you need a friend. He said, many of you feel alone. And, I mean, he just preached this. And... Uh, you know, you need, and more than just an acquaintance, like the young people said. You know, I have acquaintances all over the city. But in terms of, you know, a real friend. Right. You know, when you're in a situation, who are you going to call? You know, who would you call? You know, a thousand acquaintances, you probably weren't going to call any of them. But <clears throat> anyway, it was powerful. I just jetted straight you know, to uh, the front when he gave an altar call. and <clears throat> But we need some true yoke fellows, people that just, you know, Doug said to me many times, I've got your back, do, 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 do. And, man, that makes me feel like, you know, it, it emboldens me 
to be a believer. You know, <clears throat> I was reminded of a testimony I heard. A, a man had an uh, encounter with Jesus, really strong. I never wrote it in my journal. I never had to. It, it was that good. You don't forget. And he saw or had an experience with Jesus. He says, my Lord and my God. And immediately Jesus said, an elder brother and friend. Yeah. Immediately, Jesus said, an elder brother and friend. So, living proof crusade. Well, I got to see the living proof of the word in action, and it was action-packed. People were set free salvation, healings, miracles. There were probably people that were close to death and they left there just radiant and alive. So I got to see it in action, how powerful that living word is. I can just feel it in all of us. And we all have that, not just Mario and his tent right. revivals. That's right. That's right. So the word is in all of us. That power is in all of us. We need to learn how to release that completely wherever we go I don't care where you go just we have to learn how to release it and you know this whole thing with Jesus in the boat and on the water you know we need to learn to get out of the boat and walk with Jesus because that's where Jesus is he's out of the boat so get over your fears of drowning or whatever it is and just get out of the boat and walk with Jesus because I got to see the living word in action, and it was powerful. It changed lives in an instant, in a moment. Those people will never, ever, ever be the same. They'll be running towards our God with everything they got, and it's going to change. It's going to change everyone around them. It's going to change the world. So, yeah, thank you, God. Praise Jesus. Well, it's kind of... Uh... It's kind of hard to explain an event that large in just a few minutes and stuff, you know. And, and for me, it was kind of like a, a Holy Spirit buffet. There was so many different ways God was moving and, and so much that he did. Not in just the people that got healed, but everybody that attended, everybody that was there affected. But I wanted to tell you, you know, when you go to an event like that and you see someone that doesn't attend our church, doesn't know what our sermons are, doesn't talk to Doug on a daily basis, but confirms the sermons and the beliefs and the things that God is telling us, you know that your pastor is hearing from God. You know that this church is on the right path and that we're in alignment with God's word and what he wants for us. And, and Doug's right. Um, Mario is bucking up against the government and stuff. And in fact, he alluded to the fact that they told him, you know, you've got this crusade going on here. Just don't come back anymore, man. You're stirring it up. So, you know, like, like Doug was saying about, was it Peter that you were talking about? So immediately he booked three more <laughs> in California. So, um, so when we were sitting there, when, uh, the very first night, the, the anticipation, the place is just packed. It's full. It's, it's just got all these people. And, you know, and every, everyone's, you know, kind of believing. This. You could just feel. And, and I don't remember if it was Doug or me, but you, one of us leaned over and said, can you, can you feel it? It was yeah. almost yeah. tangible. It was like a fall. It was, you could almost touch the Holy Spirit. It was just in there. It was, you knew it was there. Yeah, the spiritual realm was thick, for lack of a better word. It was just thick. And uh, one of the 
the key takeaways for me was, um, and just for the world, he, he talked about the freedoms that we have in life. We have the freedom to be sexual and more immoral, and, and, and the freedom to do illicit drugs, with the freedom to do basically whatever we want to do in life, but we don't have the freedom and the ramifications of doing that. You know, and that's what the devil loves. God has given us free will, and the, and the, the devil loves it when we exercise that free will because then he gets to put us in bondage. Oh, so I just want to expand real quick on, on the gal that Doug was talking about. So, so this gal, she's, she's sitting in the back. And, and just like Doug said, he's, he's reading her mail. He's saying, you know, three times you, were, you almost lost your life. And this happened. And she's shaking her head. And this happened. And this happened. And this happened. And, and she's standing there. And, and they've got these big screens so you can see real clearly the, the people and stuff. And, and, and he's telling her, you, you have this, 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 and this going on now. And... You know her life is just deteriorated. She's she's in misery. She's you know can't move around. She's all crippled up, and and he's just saying how God is healing her and stuff. And and he says, in fact, come come out, come come out, walk 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 up here. And she she's got her hands up, and she comes up there, and she gets up to the front, and she does this little like John Belushi thing, you know. And and she, have you ever seen anyone just kind of lean into a run where they just you know and. And uh, so I have to describe this woman a little bit. Okay, she's, I'm going to be, she's not an Olympian, okay? She's not someone that's used to running. She's a little overweight, and, and she's 70 years old, too, by the way. And she just, yeah, she was 70. She, so she just leans into this, and I'm thinking, oh, she's just going to run down to the thing. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that. wow, you know, look at that. And she gets down there and hooks a left, and, and she just, she's it, like doing NASCAR passes, you know, it's just, and, and I'm talking full, I mean, I'm like, oh, I'm glad that wasn't me, because I'm not going to be able to do that, you know, she's just booking it. Anyway, so to, to see that, you know that, first of all, God is in her to be able to empower her to run, but she is just completely healed. There's not a way that you can fake that. It's not something that you just go, yeah, well, we'll get Elizabeth from down the street, we'll get her to do a couple laps, it'll look good. That's not the way that was. It was that was a God moment. No one's going to forget seeing that woman run like that. So, yeah, Mario was calling out all kinds of illnesses and sickness, and he says, "Now I want you to go get the the healing confirmed," yeah. because it's that testimony that's going to make people go, "What, man, man." One of the things that I think was <clears throat> fun for me was one night we went out to eat and. Uh, a gal waited on our table, and I just said, uh, her name was Jessica, right? Yeah. And I said, just, I said, before we, we eat, we always pray. Is there anything we can pray for you for, Jessica? I love doing that. And um, she was kind of taken back for a moment. And then she just leaned into it, didn't she? And she was like, why, yes, there is. And she just started pouring out her heart to us. Same thing. We didn't compare stories, so... Same thing, she started sharing her heart and her car troubles, and, and she'd had a really cruddy week and a bad year. I mean, just the list went on and on, but she lit up like a Christmas tree, and we were able to gift her something, and, and she just, she was so blessed that we wanted to bless her with the abundance that God has given to us. I mean, she was taken back. Guys, that's practical things that we can do that puts handles on everything that we're sharing. Look for ways to put handles on stuff so people can grab a hold of it and go, wow, wow. It's, it's truly life-changing. Amen. Amen. Barb? Barb? 
now. I'd just like a plug in for prayer on Monday nights. We're going to get the fire going with prayer and intercession. It all, all of the Azusa Street, all of the main revivals happened because people were praying, yeah. coming and praying. <clears throat> we need intercessors. We pray for the pastors, the leaders, the school, the people in our tribe, and wherever else the Lord leads us. So I'd like to invite you all. We have a great time, and uh, just come and intercede with us. And if you you don't have you don't feel like you have anything to pray, just come and speak in tongues. Just be there. So it's okay. Seven o'clock Monday night here in the north. Well, where where yeah, will it be? We'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have a new place to be. We're remodeling the north yeah. room right now. So so I look forward to seeing some new faces. Let's stand. And we just want to extend our hands and release whatever God, such as I have, give I thee. Whatever God laid on us. Todd and Rebecca couldn't be here. They got sick, and, but man, they're right in the mix of it. it was po- I mean, it was powerful. So, Father, we just want to release what God, you, you laid on us, you released on us. And Father, to the degree that we can, we say just as we have, we give it to thee. Thank you, God. Father, I just ask that you would bless the people in this room with incredible courage. Father, that I know that I know, God, that you have laid words on their hearts that they've been holding on to for a long time because they felt it was maybe a little too crazy, a little too over the top. But Father, I pray that you would give them the boldness to speak those words in the season they need to be spoken to the right people so that we will see, ah, incredible things happen for your kingdom, God. And Father, I just pray that as we ponder this week and we move into this time of thanksgiving, God, that we truly will reflect for a moment how thankful and how grateful we are for all that you've done in our past, in our present, and what you're going to do in our future, God, as we honor you, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And Father, I just pray that as family gathers around and we just have this moment of just uh, being together as family, God, that you would rekindle the fire in our hearts to want to just serve you and and be more available for our family and for you, God. And we just thank you now in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. amen. If, if you could help pick up a few chairs, that would be really sweet. So God bless you. Have a great day.